Hey folks, welcome to the Pro Football Ireland Championship Sunday preview podcast, along with the Skahal NFL podcast we just read. We've read it into one podcast, why not? Presented by United Sports, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland UK. On the way to Vegas, Michael McQuaid, Mark Hogan, Mr. James Skahal. James, I am going to go ahead above Mark here and talk to you on the first day. God help you on Friday night. Can you believe, how did Jeff Reinbold sell out Galway? Is it you, I believe? Galway Bay FM, describing oh, you as a local legend. Look, <laughs> 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 That's just a method of selling things, but I think like, Jeff, Jeff Reinhold is, is popular, man. He's popular. We're talking about an international superstar here. He's covering all elements of the world, uh, whether it be Hawaii or, or, or the Sky Studios or now on our shores. Like, so he's he's a big draw, let's. I'm excited to take him to Supermax in Air Square late on Friday night. Uh, looking Which forward to meeting you as well. Which is the best country. Mind is you, it? That's the best. The curry oh, chip is. Around half one of a Sunday morning, if you know what I mean, win there and the curry cheese chip. Oh, Jesus, it's delightful. It's delightful. <laughs> this is already it's the, the best podcast we've ever done, like easily. Mark, Mark, Mark Hogan, do you know that, and this is not presented by Supermax in any way, shape or form, do you know that there was only two Supermax at one point in the North and Dungannon in Tyrone had one? And we somehow bollocks the whole thing. It closed four years ago. We had it for like seven years, and I loved it. And it closed. Is that a shame in Tyrone people? Do you think? Yeah, one hundred percent. Sure, there. You know, when you're heading to the west, when the supermax there, when you all the different plazas. Yeah, I, genuinely, I had a conversation with a friend of mine last summer. Which is the pla? Which is the best plaza based in its supermax? I think uh, Athlone or whichever that one was was the winner. Oh. The one just outside of Galway. The one just outside of Galway. I think it's Oran Moore. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Stopping there before the races. We went to one day after a wedding once at the Mill House Hotel in Donegal. After, you know, obviously various pints of H2O and there was a Supermax in the plaza. Don't know what it's called, but uh, shout out to that. Maybe we can get a sponsorship deal. Uh, big, big games this weekend that we've got. The AFC Championship is the Ravens against the Chiefs and then the Lions-Niners in the NFC Championship. If you're in Limerick on Sunday night, it's the Ravens-Chiefs in cask with, I'm presuming, an arch rival of Mr. Skehals, John Conlon. And Claire, I'm joking, James. I'm joking. Getting all the hurling boys in. Boys are loving it. Um, before we talk about any of that, we're going to have a bit of crack in the first sort of segment here. We're going to talk about our favourite ever Championship Sunday moments. Now, James, I'm presuming, as a New England Patriots fan, you might have at least one or two. Or you just you, know, you you just look at the Super Bowl instead, or is that no? My favorite game of all time, um, watching the Patriots, <clears throat> I have to say, was the 2019 AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. Uh, everything about it was just lovely because at, at that stage, everyone had doubted the team, thinking they, they couldn't go to Arrowhead and take down Mahomes and crew, and the manner in which it was done was as sweet as as a nut. And then that that's where the birth. Of the video of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski walking out to Bad Boys for Life, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. List. <laughs> the drive as well, James. I remember. Am I right in thinking it was that drive where Brady had to take it down the field? Am I right in thinking it was just towards the end of that game? I could be yeah. doubting at this point in the season, but you're right. That was a hell of a game, and it, it's hard to believe now looking back on that. That wasn't that long ago, you know. Yeah, five years ago, and your the drive around about now is uh, he had to convert third down three times. He got Edelman, Gronk, Edelman, and, and managed to do it. And like you know, I said, Arrowhead, noisy, noisy, over 105 decibels in terms of noise, and still managed to, to pull it off. Sure, like it was one of the most 
I would say epic drives of Brady's career as a whole. It nearly it nearly mirrors his Super Super Bowl drives, you know, in uh, 01 or three. So it's just uh, it was the epitome of him, you could say. And then to run it in, and I'll never forget. Remember David Andrews when uh, when Rex Burkhead runs in overtime, he starts waving to the crowd, bye bye, <laughs> bye bye. Uh, it's hard to believe that's so long ago, Mark, and it's hard to believe we haven't really seen Patrick Mahomes lose since that. I mean, I'm presuming your favourite memory, Mark, is the time that Blake Bortles played Tom Brady in the championship game, or what was that? It'll have to be now, because my favourite was that same game, because it was, what, it was 14 hours and a half time, and the Chiefs needed to score 24 points in the final quarter to tie that thing up after, the, what, it was like half a minute to go left in the game when the Patriots went up. But yeah. told, and then it went into overtime. So I remember watching down the pub, and at halftime, we had it in a small little TV. At halftime, thinking, oh, maybe we'll just catch the end of this at home. It's not going to be much of a game, a 14 point. Uh, it was that it was super defensive in the first half. And then yeah. the fourth quarter, just like the defense went out the window. So, yeah, that, that was my favorite. I mean, I, I also remember it was a different time almost when in year one, two, three, and four as a fan, when the Cardinals were getting to the playoffs without a quarterback. And then they did get to that AFC, uh, NFC Championship game against the Panthers. And I suppose that's where, look, I I don't mind the dynasty at all. The Chiefs now, obviously, six straight AFC Championship games with some achievement. It does rob franchises like the Bills of the excitement of, and James, you obviously would have been well used to it, but you'd love to go back now to a, an AFC Championship game. Yeah. When it's so new to you, and the Lions, Lions fans are going through this this week of just that pure excitement of, holy shit, we're on the big stage right now. You know, they do say that it's the most difficult game to win because at least if you win it, you go to a Super Bowl and you'll have that for the rest of your life, that experience. Obviously, Michael, we're looking forward to be doing it now in a couple of weeks' time over in Vegas, that they do say that that game is an absolute killer. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. We're not really doing the NFL justice when we say over the, the history of it that our, our favorite game was only, what, three years ago? Well... <laughs> I just imagine Mark on social media when I'm in Limerick on Sunday night, James, watching it on a small TV. Yeah. <laughs> to the Mark on Sunday night. I um, just want to jump in here and say, I'm going to give bones to this conversation or put meat in the bone, I guess, but say, has to be Broncos Patriots, boys. Has to be that drive, James. Has oh, to be that moment when my heart genuinely nearly went when Gronk scored the touchdown because I thought that was a fourth down play. Yeah, was and what a catch! What a catch! But everybody in the league it doesn't matter if you were a Broncos fan, it doesn't matter if you were a Patriots fan. I am telling you, the minute that happened, everyone thought they're coming back. This going over time. They're going to win this game again. Yeah, but Brady's going to do it again. Like the two point conversion, remember? Yeah, like, and I, then, I, but I, this, I this is the thing. Like, and it was a timeout. It was a timeout because uh, have you ever seen like Demarcus Ware come out and say so? Basically, if there was not a timeout in that game. He probably wouldn't have made it on the field. Bradley Roby may not may not have got free. That was a hell of a game. You talk about Arrowhead, the atmosphere in that stadium. I mean, they haven't seen the like it since, obviously, and we all know why. But that's one of the best moments I've seen in the NFL. I know, obviously, you got that personal touch to it. But honestly, the more you sort of think about it, these are the Sundays, James, where it means more. Like, yes, the Super Bowl is class. But if you support a team, if you're from Ireland, wherever you support a team this week, if you're a Niners, Lions, Chiefs, or Ravens fan, probably not the Chiefs because they've been, you know, Patriot-style dynasty spoiled over the last couple of seasons. But genuinely, this is a Sunday where if you win, 
you believe and you feel like your your team's unstoppable. And I say a lot of fans even feel like that now, James. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful weekend. Yeah, I think more often than not, uh, the team who contests the, you know, the conference championship is usually ranked number one. And so, like, if you're if you're coming from a position like the Detroit Lions, whereby if you come through your NFC Championship game, there's nothing stopping you. That thing, guys, it's it's simply there's nothing stopping you from believing, because I think the, the whole world and probably ourselves included are looking at the Niners, thinking not that they're unstoppable, but they have an excellent uh, you know balance in all three phases of the ball. And you're saying it's hard to see how Detroit can come out of Ford Field and turn over the Niners, because um, for me that was a big. Advantage for the for the for the Lions over the last couple of weeks. Like imagine the decibel level was 133.6 when Reynolds scored a touchdown, which is the equivalent to a 747 jet taking off at full power. That's mad. Like when you think about it, that's <laughs> crazy. So that that advantage, if you like, is gone. But if the Lions and Jared Goff managed to come away with a victory against the Niners, nothing stopping them. I think it's 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 it's, it's destiny, if you ask me. But again, it's a huge ask. Yeah, that's it, though. You've shown that you've found out multiple different problems, and this applies to both of the games. Like, you cannot lose your way to a Super Bowl, but it's also, like, the challenges faced along the way. I'm sure we'll get to it now, talking about the Ravens, but, like, I obviously said that I thought the Texans could go and beat them last week because I thought that the Texans were a serious team. The way that they adjusted at halftime, the way that Todd Munkins dealt with the Blitz... That's a box ticked as far as I'm concerned. It's like, even when they're going in against the Chiefs this weekend, I just cannot shake. I was like, that was insane. I felt good about my pick at halftime, 10-10. The Texans are just yeah. after missing that field goal. And I was like, do you know what? There's there's something here. Like, they're not dealing with the blitz at all. It was insane to see that. And it's like, you can apply that against any team. Like, the Texans were defending them extremely well. Yeah. And to go and do that, to have that in your arsenal, that you can just turn it on like that. That's why... Whoever comes out is and and we're so lucky that it is these teams. I mean, it is the the one and the two seed in the NFC versus the one and the three. Like it's you know these were, I mean, talk about if you think the Chiefs were the best team or one of the best teams throughout the year, the Ravens were always one or two in the power rankings with um the Forty ers and I feel like the Lions were three or four. Like the teams were always there, yeah. but now it's like that championship medal. Do they have it? And I think these. These teams all do, you know, that kind of way. And that's what's so yeah. exciting about this year. Yeah, and if you look at the if you look at even in GA terms, we would always have a saying semi finals are for winning. That's it. Nothing else more of it. It's the worst game to lose of all. It's even it's potentially even worse than the final because you were so close. So, so close. That's the way it is with four teams. And the thing is the thing about this semi finals is that there's parity. It draws everything up to, up to up to a level playing field. So Kansas obviously they've shown they can rock into into Buffalo take down Buffalo. Now they can rock up to Baltimore and think it's the exact same thing. Uh, just the only question mark I have is Detroit. Can they go away to the Niners and take them down? Big question mark, I think. Let's uh, let, let's jump on the AFC Challenge again first. So I'm going to do a, you know unfortunate plug here and just say again, if you're fort- 11 minutes in, I'm in Limerick on Saturday night along or Sunday night a long way from home. Don't come on Saturday night or I'll not be there. Uh, a long way from home. We're showing that there's 121 people coming to this on Sunday night. The holds 200, the whole thing's nuts. L-A-N-K-T-R.E slash NFL Ireland. Come on down to the crack. Uh, I'll drive you back to Dublin if you're really stuck. <coughs> Mark Hogan. Um, <laughs> let's, let's look at this game. I'm going that way. Let's look at this game. Like, this is like, Mark, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let you pop in here first because I know James said the last thing here. Like, this is a game where there's so many different variables and you mentioned it a second ago where Lamar Jackson came out in the second. Lamar Jackson, the whole team came out in the second half. 
completely refreshed. I actually thought going into that, I was so impressed with how much the Texans done defensively, blitzing the Ravens, making it difficult for them. And on many podcasts, said at the Jeff the other night, where we've talked about this year, where Lamar has evolved to a situation where he's not relying on the run so much. We've seen him rush for 100 yards. But look comfortable in it where you didn't worry for his safety as well. He knows when to make the decisions now and he looks more comfortable as a result. The biggest thing I will say for the Ravens so through the season, they were the 14th ranked team on rush defense in the league. An average of 110 yards a game. That obviously needed to be improved going into this stretch in the postseason. I think they kept the Texas to 38 yards and 14 carries. Um, one of the runs was for 16 yards, so they've done a very, very good job against the Texans. They're going to have a different beast going into Isaiah Pacheo on Sunday. But the reality is, as surprised, not really surprised, but I was actually quite impressed with the Chiefs defensively against Buffalo. And look, Mahomes done what Mahomes does. I think the Baltimore is the best team in the NFL. It, it, and I just feel like, I hope we have a classic. I could see Baltimore pulling away. That being said, watch Kansas City, Mark, go and have a 40-burger against Baltimore in Baltimore in the first quarter. Go for it, Mark. Yeah, no, I, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> it's funny that we have to do a podcast on it because like, it is so intriguing because the exact same thing I would level against Baltimore they, is what I'm saying is that they proved to me that they can figure out defenses. Um, the Chiefs' defense should be another step up. And I have to draw the similarity because... I saw something put out there on ESPN's Instagram about you know this proper argument going on in the conversa- in the comment section about who's better Lamar or Patrick Mahomes and it had me thinking it's like the script has been flipped between those two quarterbacks it used to be an excuse of Lamar's supporters or whatever that he didn't have the wide receivers around him but he had a serious defense and that's what the Chiefs have now. He, they, you can say that, okay, bar the playoffs when the wide receivers have been stepping up, it's all been on the defense. But Mahomes has been able to elevate everyone around them now the last few games. So I, I, we can get to that in a second, but it's just I really want to focus on, I think Patrick Mahomes can be the winning of the game, but I think the winning of the game will actually be the Chiefs' defense. Can they do it again? We saw they, like in Buffalo, and like James has mentioned there, I think that it's a harder atmosphere to win in Buffalo because those like those fans, like, even after the game has been lost, they are visibly upset. Like They're crying. Like mm-hmm. They were so late. Like, it's such a hostile environment to go into, especially with all that goes into it. And we saw our own friend Trev tweeting out, you know, like what those Chiefs, what those Chiefs teams have done to the Buffalo Bills fans. Like They were hot in that stadium. And to go and lose it, it's like, I think that that's going to be the most hostile environment the Chiefs are going to go into. Like, Baltimore is going to be crazy now. I was surprised, though, Mark, at how mad Baltimore was when I went to, sorry, a couple of years ago. I was surprised at how loud it was, genuinely. No, they're passionate fans. That's one of the stadiums I've heard there in Philadelphia. Um, If you go in wearing a different jersey, you're going to hear about it. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, But... And that's why I was actually, sorry, side note, I, the juxtaposition of seeing Patrick Mahomes' family up in the suite versus you see CJ Stroud's mom in the stand. I was like, how is she in the stand with the regular fans? Anyway, um, I think <laughs> that we saw, yeah, it was wild. We see, we see the Jarius Need is absolutely balling out. Can he remove someone from the Baltimore? Like, does he get rid of Jose Flowers? I think he has the potential. He gave up his first touchdown of the year against the Bills. Like, that's, he's been an absolute lockdown corner. 
and he's on a contract as well. I don't know what they do, but he's absolutely bond now. But like the defense, when they had to step up, Barr, of course, there was a missed kick in there. Michael, I don't know if you respect enough how good that Chiefs defense is. And it's like, yeah, like they're, they're not the best running defense at the moment. So it's like, can Lamar take off there? But you're after alluding to it. It's like Lamar hasn't been running as much. Yeah, when he has to, he has. But yeah, when... You see um, Chris Jones putting the pressure on Deion Dawkins when it really mattered and pushing him into Patrick Mahomes or into Josh Allen the other day. It's like, I just think the Chiefs' defense is serious and I think that's where they're winning the game. Can they get, can they unsell uh, Lamar? They didn't give up any big plays against the Buffalo Bills the other day. I, I they, think they can do that. And like, just to bring James into this, James, I was, I guess, going to what Mark said. I was just surprised at how quickly Baltimore took the game over against Houston. And if you see a cagey game on Sunday, with it being in Baltimore, could you see the same game repeating? Just while we were recording, so we are recording earlier in the week because me and Mr. Scahill have got a date on Friday night. Um, that was meant to be, I'm, I'm joking. But yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, we don't know if Mark, I mean, we expect Mark Andrews after a significant injury should play. It's a huge game. He may, they may rest him for two weeks. We don't know, but we expect it. And GMs say, a little bit of breaking news in the last few minutes, Tom Telesco is going to be the next GM of the Raiders. There is a surprise. Interesting. Maybe we'll chat to him in the offseason, Mark. GMs, what's your thoughts on this game on Sunday? I mean, this is, first off, more importantly, 8 o'clock start. Dancing yeah. with the stars. What, what do you got to do? But this this way, this way, I have to call, um, I have to use my physical prowess over my wife. <laughs> just <laughs> you call it. You call it. Either we're, we're watching the NFL, or there's going to be it's going to be an altercation. It's simple. It's simple as that. Look, I actually on the game, I I I agree with everything Mark is saying because I suppose in in this is the sixth AFC Championship game. The Chiefs have been in a row, and five of those games has been solely down to the Chiefs' offense. It's always been a case of whatever you score, we'll score more, because the, the Chiefs have it. Like it was different when they had Tyreek Wade, you know, you know what I mean. And I know that wasn't proven last year, but they were just electric in years previous. Whereas this year now, their defense has really stepped up. They've been questioned on numerous occasions. And in fairness, if you can go to Buffalo, you can head into a fourth quarter. I I actually thought we were heading down the stretch for an overtime game again, down to seconds. I thought that that, that Buffalo would get in for at least a field goal. Obviously, they didn't, and the game would continue. But the Chiefs came up with a couple of big stops, a couple of big stops, and Buffalo had. Even the first half alone, Buffalo had, I'd say, twice the main players at the Chiefs, but they just managed to siphon them. And they kept them at arm's length the whole time. Like that, they've got a good balance now because their pass rush is good on the edge up the middle. Um, and their cornerbacks, their defensive backs, which in, in years previous, they didn't have, to be honest, are, are able to lock down, as you said, Mark, lock down an individual island so they can take the wide receiver one and pull them out of the game. And I think if you're the Chiefs, you have to look at LeBaron and go, obviously, they have the number one, the Ravens have the number one rushing offense in the league. For most reasons, obviously, because Lamar is able to scramble and, and extend plays so much. So how do you stop that? Because they've got a good secondary, you've got to force Lamar into throwing. And, but you've got to force him to throw in the pocket, which sounds easy. <laughs> it sounds lovely. <laughs> but how do you actually make it materialise? And no team has, has done it to perfection yeah. as of yet. So if you're, if, if, if you're Andy Reid and your team and you're scheming up how, how, how to win this game, it has to start with you know, stopping Lamar Jackson. I don't think there's any other player in the league who carries as much influence on a team's you know, play design and a team's strengths than, than Lamar. Because if you if you can get to him, you stop him, you force him into, into throws, into coverage, into one-on-ones, I think that you go a long way to win the game. But that's me saying this. Putting that into action is very difficult. And I don't think the Chiefs can, to be honest. I don't think anyone can. Lamar is just on that kind of streak. 
he's backed up his contract. You know, he's, he's the only quarterback who's backed up his contract, if you ask me. And he's, he negotiated himself. So he's backed it up. He's done what he said he'd do. And he's earned every penny. And, and the form he's in now is obviously an MVP form. But I just can't see the Chiefs stopping him. I can't see them stopping him. Like, he, he's, he's, I'm going to call it now and say he's going to rush for over 120 yards, at least. He's going to blitz them. Absolutely blitz them. And I'd say he's going to pass for less than 250. But he's going to rush heavily for 120. Rush, rush, rush. And I think that's where winning the game is. Um, and obviously, utilizing the crowd. But again, it's going to be homogeneous. I, I, I have the Ravens by about six. We could have a classic in our heads here. I tell you, Mark, you better go for the Limerick, boy. Yeah, do you know what, though? What I'm really intrigued by, when we, especially when we talk about the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills had all the pressure on them to overcome the Chiefs. And like you're saying, we thought that they almost had put themselves in the position. But yeah. well, whether it's the kicker or not, like they did lose the game. And you have to say that Josh Allen, like he started going deep into the end zone when he absolutely did not yes. need to go deep. I'm didn't sure if anyone has paid attention, he didn't need to. And everyone knows, like if you've been yeah. paying attention to the narrative or the analysis afterwards, he did have crossing routes there that he, he should have gone to other players. He should have been looking at Stefan Diggs. But I feel like that's the panic that sets into a team. And we talked about this on the podcast last week. It's what do those old ghosts, now the Buffalo Bills have more than anyone, how does that dictate your mindset in those closing moments, I think the Buffalo Bills got a bit, you know, like they got worried, they great got point. angsty. Great point. Whereas like, I think the Raven... You have, a great, you have a great point, Mark. And the reason I say it is because I said to you last week, the, the Bills of the 90s wouldn't affect today's team. But now the Bills of today, they have their own ghost developed. Yeah. <laughs> so the Ravens don't have that. The Ravens yeah. don't have that against the Chiefs. So maybe that help it goes in their favour. But equally, are they aware of the history of like this team? Like that's why I think like winning matters. Like getting to these games and being used to the moment, whether it's on the road or not. Like the Kansas City Chiefs expect to be here. They've been to the last five of them. Whereas Baltimore yeah. are going to be going through the same thing that Detroit is going through. Like you're seeing these extremely emotional um, post game press conference or post game comments by your Aiden Hutchinsons who grew up in the area and. Baltimore has really taken in Lamar like he obviously loves the place and you see him afterwards going up to the crowd like it's it's obviously special but does that, that moment because the Chiefs don't have that like now the Ravens are going to this game favourite and they have to put it all on their shoulders you know so it's like they have to test this thing out first time around and doing so whereas the Chiefs you know they, they're trying to test it so I think that that's that's something that I don't underrate you know yeah but how many games have the Chiefs played away in the playoffs. This is it. Since, that was since it. Holmes came in, won. Won. And, and he, but he won it. And he won he, it in a hostile he, environment. He, you know, so he's I, done the hostile environment. The we haven't that talked about that pass to Diggs. That yeah, pass to Diggs. I, yeah. And, which, uh, if, and no, they I, did have the losing of the game. They did have the losing of the game. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, when he fumbles through the end zone, it's like the narrative changed when that kick goes wide. Now, I still think that, you know, that's why we're saying that they left. The Bills would have been leaving too much time on the clock because surely they're conscious of it. Like, the, he did in 18 seconds to them before. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Well, like, um, yeah, it was crazy. But I, I think that the on the other side, it's like, it looks like vintage Chiefs because what whatever names are doing it. Like, we used to say that the Patriots don't play until they definitely don't play in September and then that was kind of adopted by the Chiefs. Oh, they, they have a feeling out they their play or their preseason is September. Now it seems to be the pro season because all of a sudden you have MVS who is like even in his green bay time, 
was dropping massive balls. He's <laughs> catching balls. Gives uh, Clyde Edwards Solaire, who like is an absolute bush gun for runs. Like Rashi Rice is has absolutely cemented himself as an integral part of the offense. Like the Chiefs have reinvented themselves in the last three weeks, and we can't ignore that either. Like the Ravens has been doing it consistently all year round, but what the hell does it matter when it's one game to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah, fair point. Let's say as we close out this segment, one word answer pick. I'm going to say Baltimore. Baltimore is going to the Super Bowl. Mr. Scal. Baltimore by two. Oh, we've talked you down from six to two in the space of 15 minutes, James. <laughs> no, huh? We no, got no, you no, down there. People, by two people. So, six points. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I Mark, think you're going to go Kansas City. I think it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, I no, Kansas I am City. not sitting in Vegas for a week, Tom Patrick Holmes. I'm done. No. Yeah, right. No, that's very true. That's the end of this segment. We're going to move on before everybody's Wi Fi, including the Galway Mans, goes to crap. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Ireland.